Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram or on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. So with that being said, I have back with us from Nashville, Tennessee, Noki Balengrath of uh, Lalvinet Food Truck. Yes, I nailed it finally. How are you doing today? <laughs> I am doing great, Justin. Thank you so much for having me on again. You have great energy. Like, can I just tell you, like, <laughs> I was really dragging a little bit today, and I'm like, oh, you uh-huh. know, and I always like am in energy and high energy, but it always is like, today I was dragging a little bit, and just talking to you, uh, it really brought out, like, some good energy in me. So I oh, appreciate that about you, and you kind of made my day unintentionally, and so put a smile on my face. <laughs> Thank so, you. So, so... Let Noki and I were talking a little bit about this beforehand and you know and I think we're going to dive right into it on the podcast is like is well this is how the conversation started I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore because being in the food business like for so 24 years I being Justin like the days really smear together and nighttime daytime because of the nature of our business and sometimes the the lack of routine in our schedules, even though we have routine, it looks to, like everyone else that we don't have routine, but it's, um, it can seem stressful or it could seem disorganized, or it can also be detrimental if you, as an entrepreneur, you don't get yourself into a time blocking situation. So let's talk about that. Noki, let's drive, jump right into the family dynamic. I think people are always like, how do you handle this? How do you handle cooking at, on the trailer you said, and cooking at home. So let's talk about all of it and why you do it. Oh man, that's, uh, it's tough. You know, it's, it's challenging. Um, I get that. I get asked all all the time about just how do I do it? You know, um, you don't, do you have time for yourself? Uh, kind of thing, but I make time, Justin. I, I really do. Um, I have to, I, my priority is, I mean, me being on the truck and being in the commissary, I'm always, you know, cooking or just prepping and just all over the place. But for me, I have priority where, you know, I I try to balance my life. So very importantly, my family, I I have kids. I have three children. I have a, a great husband that I I'm always thinking about. So they motivate me to to do what I love to do, but at the same time, it's like I do. I, f- I find ways somehow to to balance and be still be able to spend time and 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 be with my family. Um, so yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think one of the things is is <clears throat> you're running a business, you have three children. You have a husband and like mm-hmm. you're trying to do all this. So let's talk about like, I don't know, like you have a podcast to record today. Like you're, you're, you, we talked about how you make time. I think that that's part mm-hmm. of it. Like you're very good at scheduling yourself to make time. Will you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think that's one of my strengths is I'm very um, organized in a sense where um when it comes to time and just kind of any kind of, you know, appointments or whatever that I may have coming up. I'm, I'm really just per se going back to the food truck thing. Um, 
I'm, I'm really organized as far as scheduling and, you know, and keeping my commitment and then um, just, and that's how I kind of go on day by day as far as to keep me sane and to keep me <laughs> organized. I, you know, I have a book, I have spreadsheets, I have scheduling on my phone. I just, I'm, I just try to be really organized uh, because otherwise nothing will get done. And on those spreadsheets, let's just dive into like what you have on those. Is it like your counts and your information? What are you capturing in your data? Because I like the way your mind works and like you and I are very similar into the way we think about our time blocking. We think mm -hmm. about what is, when everyone's like, do you have time for yourself? It's always interesting to me because I don't choose to spend time by myself always. I, I have time to myself, but like if I'm not growing or I'm not spending time with my family or the people that matter or my friends or investing in the people I believe in by being present, it's right. hard for me to like the time alone thing's an interesting thing. Can I spend it? Am I comfortable? Absolutely. But am I, am I, um, am I in search of it? The answer is no. That's and here's why because I'm very comfortable investing in other people, and I'm mm. very comfortable in growing other humans or investing in the animals and the planet around me or doing what I can to grow things positively because that's my reward. And I think that this is true for you as well. The reward is this independence of being an entrepreneur. It's also being able to block your time the way that you want to. I mean, you have obligations, of course. Mm -hmm. So I like this a lot. And I also want to touch on one thing, Noki, you have a core value in in, in you that, that really comes out in the last episode and, and already in this episode, which is do what you say you're going to do. Like if mm -hmm. you're not going to do it, why say it? And I and I like that attitude um, about the food truck, and I think it gives you distance on your competition just by you making sure you don't let yourself down in that way. So will you talk about where that rooted from? Why the always show up? I mean, I think we talked about it in the first podcast something you and your husband talked about. Like if you're going to do it, do it. But let's sort of talk about where this comes from. Where if I'm going to say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. That's well, the, the root that is in me is I'm, I'm a very um, committed person. So when I say I'm going to do something, I try to keep, keep my word and keep my commitment. Because that's just the way that I am. Um, to me, that's a, a good value to have is because it's, it shows your character. It shows your, you know, you have some kind of moral um, value. As far as, you know, to me, it's my husband, he's, he, he knows how I am. He's, you know, she, she always not brag about me, but tells people like she, what, whatever she says she's going to do, she'll do it and she'll try her best. And that's, that, that's one of my, another strength that I have is for me, I like, I don't want to promise you anything, but I want to make sure I can commit to whatever it is that, you know, that I say. Um, and so there's a lot of thought that goes into that, right? You just don't commit to something. You really think about it before you commit oh, yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I really put some thinking into certain things. I just don't do out of, you know, feelings or anything like that. So um, it's, it's almost like 
don't promise someone something and then you can't, you don't want to let them down in a way, you know? So if another term for me is just kind of like maybe I would say uh, flaky, flaker, right? <laughs> like you're flake. I'm not a flaker. I don't want to be. Um, yeah, I agree yeah, with you. I've been there. I've been there. I know because, you know, when people do to you, it, it, it hurts, you know, and you tend to learn from that. And it's like, no, you don't want to be that one. You don't want to be that person because <laughs> you're not. When it's very, I, yeah. it's very interesting. Um, and I'll comment on this just because for me, if someone says stuff and they don't do it or they say they're going to call or they say they're going to message or they say they're going to email and mm -hmm. it doesn't happen, that's very hard for me to do. Like if that relationship continues forward and that becomes a continual pattern in right. that person's behavior and character, that's hard for me because it means like they're one prob maybe overcommitted. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking about what their promise is and like whatever they're saying, they're not understanding that their words are the rudders in their life. And they're also like weirdly just all over the water. I don't know how to describe it, but if you're making lots of commitments and not keeping them, the world around you and the people around you are constantly in a, a state of what I would call chaos in a relationship with you because you're committing to stuff and you're never keeping any promises and it's right. robbing them of their most valuable resource, which is time. And I don't know how else to say it to anyone, but that's generally what happens when people don't communicate or they're not respectful of one another or they don't do what they say they're going to do, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a lot easier just to rip the Band-Aid off and, and just say how it is. And I think a lot of people anymore are like, they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or whatever. I get it, but the feelings get hurt worse in the long run than right now, mm -hmm. you know, so... Um, let's talk about like building the food truck with, with, I mean, building the food truck business. You have three fan with three kids, your husband, how did you go about, I mean, how did you go about transitioning into this new role versus the role you're in and how did your family adjust to it? I mean, it's been a while and they're, they're all involved, but was there an adjustment there? Because it's obviously you, you, it wasn't just you. Oh yeah. It was a big adjustment. Um, as far as transitioning to, to do this whole mobile side of business. Um, but you know what? It's, it's, it's very rewarding because. Sorry to interrupt, but just let's get more clarity on, on just, as you transition into the, the food truck, I mean, what was it like for your kids? Did their school schedules change? Your husband, did his work schedules change? I mean, with three children, you had to have other commitments and stuff as well. So what did that all look like? Yeah, we had to make up uh, lots of adjust adjustments. Um, when we first started the um, coming to do this full time, actually, my husband, he had to quit his job to come help me. So he's actually, you know, my business partner who's been there from day one. Um, he's actually, he was the one who actually built the food truck. Um, so he's the backbone of all this, the business side. Um, as far as the kids, um, the adjustment, it's, it's a good adjustment because I get to, you know, um, be home more than I guess I am home a lot. Um, cause 
the way that I run my business is I don't run every day as far as going out servicing. I, I pick and choose what I need to do. And that's the beauty of the model that I chose for myself is so I can spend time with my family and my kids. That was when I used to work from a, for a job like nine to five, I would come home. I would actually have two jobs before and I was I was never home and I would miss my kids. So it's just one of those things where it's, you know, it's actually very rewarding of so the business model that I've chosen for myself is is actually a, it's it's very rewarding. It's very good. Um, so <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna touch upon this. I'm gonna just just for me, um, and I can relate to this. And I just mm-hmm. it's hard to be a woman, a mother, and an entrepreneur. Like I understand all of it. Um, not because I'm a woman, obviously, and not because I have children on my own, but. My mother was an entrepreneur, and I grew up on a quarter horse farm. Anyone listeners listening in, maybe this new or not new, I don't know. But like, mm-hmm. my mom was the entrepreneur. Like my grandfather on my dad's side, entrepreneur. My mother, entrepreneur. My father was more of a businessman. Like, and as I became an entrepreneur, he shifted into entrepreneurship. But he was always the business part of whatever. And mm-hmm. so, but my mother was the entrepreneur, and here's how I know. Because she was able to run a business, able to make time for us kids, but also able to, I mean, she gave lessons and went to horse shows and showed horses and bred horses Mm -hmm. and all that. But the reason she did it also was because it allowed her to spend time with us kids. Her schedule allowed Mm -hmm. it so she could spend more time with us. Did she have lessons at 7 p.m. at night and sometimes we didn't eat till 9.30 p.m.? Yeah, of course. Like that's just Mm -hmm. the way it was as a family, but we did it together. And I think that that was part of it. And it's part of what you're saying. And there were times where I'm like, gosh, my mom's so much harder and less loving, quote unquote, than the other moms and the the kids I have around. But the reality is, is what I learned was the family dynamic. What I learned was what it was, what a hardworking entrepreneurial woman should look like in my life and what it should look like in the world and how hard it is to balance a family and be an entrepreneur and not feel like you're failing at each individual thing because I think that as a woman, there's a feeling of failure sometimes that you, because you're over committing or you have so many commitments that you're not excelling at one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe men go through it too. I don't know. I'm just relating it to my mother and, um, and to my significant other um, that I had s- stepchildren with. And I think that it's unrewarding, but there's so much giving. Um, for the um for the woman in the relationship or the mother or the entrepreneur and i saw with my own mom and stuff like that it but it's uh, the what i came to understand myself is that the reward is not there in the day-to-day but the reward is there as a parent or Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur in the long run and that also got instilled in me is it's not about the immediate outcome. It's about the outcome possibly that I'm instilling in children long after I'm gone and they instill right. in their children and, and whatever. So I love right. this topic and it really talking to you like brings me back to that and how much I respect it and admire it. And even though I can say it was hard at times growing up and I felt like 
my mom always had her business and it was a distraction. The reality and the truth is that's just because of where I was sitting. The truth is, is she had more time for me than other parents did. And she never missed a soccer game and whatever and set an example. So I would never miss one of Zoe's soccer game as my ex-stepdaughter-in-law. I mean, stepdaughter, not in-law. Um, and, you know, I would go to all their CrossFit competitions and everything. That's what it mm-hmm. instilled in me because my mom instilled that in me. And as an entrepreneur, I was able to make that scheduling so we could go see all of Zoe's, Mm -hmm. my ex-stepdaughter or current stepdaughter, however that works. I don't even know what the proper politics of that is, but it's um, what you would title it. But either way, my daughter, Zoe, um, and the thing is, we have to be there for our children. And I don't even know how to describe this, but the entrepreneurial ingenuity allows us to spend more time with our families, especially when we properly time block or we properly uh, invest in other humans in our business. And we also properly have um, invested in the relationships with our significant others who are part of our businesses like you have. So obviously you guys are, go ahead. Oh, no, I just wanted to add to, I guess what I was trying to say is that I, me going to, do I mean becoming an entrepreneur to me is like um when we were talking about rewards that's actually another a bonus to your work you not only that you work for yourself it's like you you have the freedom not not to a point where you you know you're having all the leisure no you actually you're, you're you have a freedom to do certain things that you weren't able to do before um my as far as me spending time with my children, my, 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 especially my girls, I, I, I mean, I love them to death. It's, 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 it's very rewarding to me because not only that, that I get to do what I love, but I get to balance it with being home and still having to, I, I'm able to do the mommy duty because I still have the duties, you know, I have responsibilities still. <laughs> I still have to come home to, I have to clean the house, I have to cook, I have for the, you know, family. It's just, the way that I was raised up when my mom had to work like five jobs because she was a single mom, I that's why she was she took me to 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 work with her because I wasn't able to spend time with her. I would miss her and I wouldn't be able to see her that much. And that so to me, it's like growing up with the absence already of a father and then the absence of my mom um, working a lot. So I now that I am a mom, I don't want to miss that opportunity to to be able to see my kids grow up. Um, so I guess that's just, I'm just, I guess, adding to, um, what you said about your mom, um, which that's, that's great. I mean, you said it perfectly, um, the way that you were describing her and that's just the way that how I feel and what I'm, I'm trying to do for my family. And I love it. I think that so many people want everyone else to schedule their lives. They go to work, they have a job. They come home, then the children's schedule is regimented for them by practices. And really, as humans, most we don't even schedule ourselves anymore. But as an entrepreneur, we do. We get control back of that. And, and <clears throat> the weird part is, is we're not doing it for control. We're actually doing it for freedom. And here's the other interesting part, is when we actually get control of our own lives in this way, I'm not talking about in a narcissistic way, I'm talking about in a way that allows us to invest in the people around us, invest in the humans that are in our businesses or surrounding us, 
the benefits and the life and the freedom and the liberties and the independence come um, in free markets where they're they're mostly free, where the opportunities are mostly equal. Okay, I will use that term because I, I we're pretty close and compared to the rest of the world, it's a comparison. I'm not gonna get into details of where what's not fair and what is fair, but what I am saying is, if you in America or in free market countries if you want a life with your children and you want a life with your family and you want to have more time with your spouse or your kids I mean maybe you don't there are plenty of people that don't want more time with them but Mm. for me it was always about investing more time and being able to spend more time with the people that I care about Um, not necessarily in one lump sum but spreading it out so I could always invest in a little all the time so they know I was they knew I was present and I know I'm present and I'm filling their bucket and they're filling mine a little less like dumps, like just on the holidays and more investing over time. And being an entrepreneur allows you to do that. Uh, being in food trucks um, and being in the food business allows you to do that. I mean, it takes dedication. The hard work is the, pr- the thing you pay forward for that freedom. Mm-hmm. You pay forward for that family legacy, but weirdly, you begin to do it as a family. And that farm that I grew up in, you know, all the family helped when we could. We were all part of that experience, including my father, you know, who worked another job full time and traveled all over the world. And us kids who had practices and everything else, we all wanted to be a part of it and help the business succeed. And I don't even know where else I would have had instilled those values if it wasn't for my mother being that entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the relationship with your husband. How do you guys communicate through all this? Are you guys always working at the same time? Do you divide and conquer? Like, How do you manage both being in business together, raising a family together? And obviously, there's a lot of other obligations we have as families. So how do you manage all that when you're both in business together and have three children together? (laughs) Well, let's just say we're never apart. We're always together. (laughs) We do life a lot together. (laughs) So as far as business-wise, yeah, he's he's my, he's my right man. Um, as far as us being together and juggling and with the, our family and the business, um, he's, he's very strong in a sense where he, he leads my husband. So I just kind of follow. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, So, I mean, how do you feel that everything, I mean, do you feel, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, do you feel that part of your success is not only the food, but this relationship that you have with your family and your husband and your kids and their involvement in the business? Do you feel that that energy spills out of your business when you're serving food? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this it brings our family not only closer because of what we're doing it's because it's the passion behind it what we do is it's just you know it makes us happy and we love it so it 
I mean, it's, it's, it all ties together as far as what we do as business, as a family. Um, so it's big, big core value is to do what we're, we love to do and be passionate and be good at it. And definitely um, serving people. It's, that's our, that's our priority. Um, that's our, our business priority is to not only cook good food, but to be able to inspire people as well it, when, you know, when people, other people look at us or other family members that look at us like, okay, if we can do it, then, you know, they can do it too. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, if you could name one superpower about your husband and three, each of your children and then yourself, what would it be? Because you're all, like, I want a superpower that helps from the entrepreneurial standpoint or has taught you something as an entrepreneur from that they have. I mean, that's a way I guess to look at it. Does that make sense? <laughs> a superpower? Yeah, uh, superpower. <laughs> we all have superpowers. What what kind of superpower? Oh man, I don't even know. Your superpower is to show up. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, my superpower is just to show up. But I know that our superpower comes from God because otherwise uh, I don't have any superpower. <laughs> There you go. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything without him. So um, that's that's our superpower um, that drives us and motivates us each day to do what we need to do to provide and take care of our family. Yeah, and I I live this way as well. I think it is God, family, business in that order. Um, just so mm-hmm. everyone's clear, like yeah. as an entrepreneur, everyone's like, oh, money first in the business and it rules. It does not rule. It never will mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. not over God and especially not over your family because right. businesses can come and go. Your family doesn't. And right. and God is forever present, especially if you align your will with his will or your plan with his plan. Mm-hmm. And um, so I agree with you 100%. That is exactly where our superpowers come from. Um, they're instilled in us. And then it's up to us to turn up the volume. And right. so let's talk about coming up with um, the branding, the name, the loving it. Um, we talked a little bit about it, your background in the food. But let's just touch on it again because I think it has a lot to do with love and the kindness that I feel from you um, that we can hear as an audience uh, that you have with your family, but it's also part of the brand and the name. And I know we talked about it in episode one a little bit, but let's talk about the name and why you came up with it again, because I think it's important to tie what we just talked about and anchor it to the name of your business because it's one and the same in a lot of ways. So we came up with the word, uh, the brand name for our food truck um, Laovinet, of course, the word Lao means we're Laotian, we're, we're from Laos. <laughs> and then Laovinet, which just kind of ties in because it's just something that we love to do is to be in this type of industry, this cooking and serving others. So everything we do is we put love into it. So that's how we kind of came up with the name. <laughs> Very cool. I love it. And I think it's like you're just full of that type of stuff. You put love in your food. We talked a lot about that. You have love in your business mm-hmm. and you have family in your business. So I think that's all like really, really cool. So do you have a rotation that you go on? Like how does how would someone find you if like they're in Nashville, they want to mm-hmm. find 
the Lalvinet food truck, how do they find you? Um, online majority, they just Google, you know, Asian food trucks or good food truck or just anything. We're, but we're all over social media, so you can't really miss us. And we're very established here, so it's we ha- you know we have a lot of clout in the the what is it internet space so it's not really hard to find us and our calendar and our website and everything's on there so yeah and, and and one thing i want to talk about also oh sorry go ahead uh were you oh, going to no. say something is no. that we talked about this you know 5 6 years ago there were maybe a handful of food trucks like in Nashville um and and now there's tons it's just showing the the booming business here but mm-hmm. If anyone is listening in, including the food entrepreneurs, and you want to see a booming industry and what what's going on here and sort of the infrastructure here and the way Nashville is built is like so uncomplimentary to the delivery business, to the food truck business, to being mobile in any sort of way. Everything's so weirdly built because it just is. But and like the cities and the roads and being able to set up food trucks is very not easy just based on the narrow streets and one-way streets and downtown's not very big. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a struggle here that the entrepreneurs are going through, but but they've attached this weird... There's a showmanship, and there's already this branding that's well beyond that I see, other than maybe New York City or, or some of the other markets that we're starting to see some really good branding going on. But this is good branding. This is something you've established yourself early. You're part of a group of food trucks that are coming to Nashville. And I'm not saying that because there's lots of them. I'm just saying that this industry was established by food trucks like yours. It was established by people that came in um, with their trailers and their trucks and they wanted to do something different, whether they were from Nashville or not. We've also talked about there's also a lot of people in the mobile food truck business that have moved their food trucks here. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean... I don't even know where to start with this conversation because you've been in the business a long time, but what is it like to be in the food truck business and see it growing the way it is? Is it more opportunity for you as well? Are you meeting new friends? Because like I see it, like it's always like a new one rolling out. There's always a new one. And so is that good for you? Do you like that? Or you appreciate the expanding business? I mean, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's, um, as far as all these, the, the new food truckers who's yeah. just moving around. And all the tourism that's coming to yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, to me, it's, I'm happy to see Nashville grow in that industry. You know, the more the merrier. It's plenty to go around, you know, to plenty of places to go to and events here in Nashville is ridiculous, so. Um, yes, I meet lots of people here, lots. So I love being in this type of business is because I meet so many people. It's it's not even funny. Not only the food truckers alone, like the, the business owners, and most of them are great. We become really good friends. We also become good friends with our customers, which I really love. So it's like the customers actually turns into be it becomes our friends, which is kind of weird. You know, it's, it's, it's a good thing though. And we've actually had customers that 
we became friends with and then we would have them over for dinner and then it just kind of takes off from there so we've met a lot of people and it's Nashville is called what transit city so sometimes it's sad because we meet so many people and then they end up moving of jobs and they're not here for, for a very long time so we meet all types of people and you know backgrounds and culture and it's great here um but as far as the diversity in the food truck culture it's yeah it's growing and no we're i'm i'm happy to see more <laughs> food truckers here you know it's they're bringing business they're you know there's like i said there's plenty to go around lots of lots of opportunity here well and anyone who comes to nashville and they go to broadway late at night you should see the amount of hot dog carts that line up on broadway <laughs> oh, it's yeah. kind of insane yeah. Like it probably went from like one to like hot dog mm-hmm. cuts, carts. Gosh, I, I yeah. have trouble saying both words for some reason. Hot dog carts. Um, but it was like maybe like maybe it was like three or four when I first started here. Now the place is like lined with hot dog carts. And yeah. <laughs> like so and they're feeding a lot of people. There's people walking home like anywhere from like 11 o'clock at night to four in the morning. And there's hot dogs everywhere mm-hmm. the litter i don't know what they're going to do they're going to have to figure out how to better organize all the hot dog trays because you see the trails going everywhere but the um so it's not trash but it is my point being this is the boom the business is there the business is there for food trucks to to capitalize like 24 7 depending on your model like and i've seen mm-hmm. we see a model where people do make a lot of money in the off hours or this is a college town also i think there's like 17 plus colleges or something here oh yeah yeah and so there's that whole business and mobile food truck business that that complements the universities and and all of that that i've heard starting to pop up and how many people eat and you know there are food trucks lining broadway as you start to go home at night because a lot of people walk because the hotels now expand maybe even two to three miles outside the city and or Airbnbs or whatever. So a lot of people walk, but the food trucks have started to line up there too because the smart ones are being like, oh, we can catch people who are hungry and going home. And if we can catch them before they order DoorDash, we can get mm-hmm. that money. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that going on. And I think Nashville is such a hot market for it. And to get international presence for your brand because it is somewhat transient and there is so much tourism. The, mm-hmm. the part I do agree with you on is like I've already met like people that have been here two to three years that I'm you know you start to get to know and whatever and then all of a sudden they are gone they're like oh my company moved me to Miami and you're like okay right. <laughs> like it's like mm-hmm. okay like I hope it's a little more permanent for me uh, that's what I want I want to settle here because I like it here but mm-hmm. I do agree with you that it is weirdly transient and the other part that's happening right now is we have a lot, a lot, a lot of people moving here, particularly like from Arizona, New Mexico, California in particular, and even some New York City that I'm noticing, like in my surrounding areas, like I'm meeting more and more people that sort of like any, meeny, miny, mo, let's go to Nashville. Right. And that's interesting because people can work remotely and people, um, the housing's it's not cheap here, but I'd say it's relatively cheap compared to like a Denver or a New York mm-hmm. City or a Chicago or an LA. The only other thing is you get a lot of rain here, but it's mm-hmm. it's still nice all the time. And I think the weather's nice and winter's fairly quick from what I understand, but I'm, I don't know. 
So all of these things are complementary to food trucks. And, you know, you, there may be a slowish season, but I feel like the upward season probably more than makes up for it. Right. <laughs> so um, let's let's talk about menus, catering. Like, what does the future hold for you? What does this year hold for you? Um, what are you looking forward to this year? Like, tell me about the business, where you guys are going, and what you're looking forward to this year in particular. Um, so I think I mentioned to you that we are opening up our um, brick and mortar this Abs- year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We have grown into, we just needed more space and we're going we're gonna to need a bigger team to help us um, carry on. Um, as far as catering and all the good stuff that comes along with that, definitely it's been, it's been busy. It's been very busy. So we, that's why we're transitioning to um, a, a fixed location so we can have space and have help um, to grow this this the business and um let's talk about the brick and mortar a little bit so you're you're still running the food truck you still have the family stuff going on and now you've taken on the brick and mortar so how much involvement are is that is it something like how have you figured this out and trying to keep your business going when does it open um, talk to me a little bit more about the diversity you're going to be able to add to your menu also with it. So I asked a lot of questions there. Let's start with time and managing it and getting a brick and mortar up and running. Time. Uh, as far as time, we are looking to open next month, actually. Um, the place will be finished by then. Um Menu-wise, definitely, we it's going to be more broad. Um, on our food truck, we it's very minimal, and we do that intentionally for reasons. But as far as our um, brick and mortar, we're going to have more. We're going to cater to more because it gives the opportunity for the customers who's been wanting certain dishes. They couldn't get it on the truck, so they'll be able to just come and get it at the restaurant. So it's, it's, it's a good, you know, it's a plus because now they don't have to kind of chase us down. The truck will still be operating. Um, it won't be not to full capacity, um, but definitely this, the fixed location will give our customer the opportunity to come and eat and do, you know, whenever they want to. So um, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to just have a fixed location. And on top of that, we have product, we have product lines that we want to be able to to cater and to pump out um, from, because when we were reading a commissary, it's the space is very limited. So we knew we had to grow. We're like, okay, we're going to have to get a space soon. So not only that we have, we had uh, opportunity to have a space, but also now a restaurant where we can serve food with lots more to, you know, on the menu. Are you excited? Are you nervous? Um, very nervous. Very nervous, excited, overwhelmed, um, but I guess it's a good overwhelming. <laughs> is your family excited and your kids? They're very excited. They're very to, you know, they're ready to be hands on, um, to help out, which 
what something that I really love about my kids is they're very motivated. They're just ready to help mom and dad. <laughs> so like, okay. And not only to help, but they're like, well, we're ready to get our paycheck and whatnot, you know, because <laughs> they're grown. So yeah, of course. But, yeah. And that's kind of, they want to learn more yeah. about what we do and how to become an entrepreneur themselves. Um, so it's going to give them an opportunity to really grow and learn about the business. I love it. Okay. So if you could tell any other women, mother, entrepreneur, food trucks, I don't even care, entrepreneurs in general, like right now where you are, what would you say to them? I mean, if you could inspire them or motivate them, what would you say? Just go for it. Go for it because you'll regret it. And it's not too late. Um, I have friends and family that think that they're too old or too, you know, it's too late for them or they can't do it. It's not true. That's all lies. <laughs> Cause if I can, and I'm like a nobody, <laughs> you can too. <laughs> so it's, it takes a lot of, you know, it, it takes a lot of risk. It takes a lot of, you know, support and prayer, but definitely, if I can inspire other women to do what I do, definitely I'll tell them just to go for it. Take risk. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. And I think it's so important is we never know what, if back to the God thing, we don't actually know the skills that are being instilled in us or the diversity of our life experience that could lead up to these pivoting moments or these door openings, which are the entrepreneurial journey, which is, ultimately the pursuit of excellence or an excellence for your family and legacy and, and core values that, that matter and, or morals and ethics, however you want to look at it. And back to the character, like you want to have good character, your reputation matters. The business ultimately becomes a reflection of your character. Um, as an entrepreneur, I don't know how to put it. You can put all the core values you want on the wall, but if your leaders don't reflect it, it's pretty hard to hold them, um, up to that. So I think it's hugely important. And I think that you're right. I think it's never too late to, to understand what that is or take the risk because like, that's our job. We just have to pursue and we yeah. have to pursue in the growth of the world and the growth of those around us and, and the humans that and animals or however we want to look at the planet around us. And I think that's exactly what you did. And that's exactly who you are. Um, Thank you very much, uh, Noki, for coming on the podcast again. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Like, I really appreciate you. I'm going to come visit you guys and, and try the food there. Um, here as it gets warmer um, and I get some time. But I am going to look you guys up and I am going to come out there because I want to actually meet you in person and come say hello. And like, you've really changed my life a little bit and just brought such energy and focus to me in terms of your sort of holistic balance and it, it's not easy and it's and it's um and it's hard i know but you put something in perspective of my own mother um that i thought was important so you've given me a gift today so i just want to say thank you for that as well thank you thank you so much for and yeah uh, come visit us we would love to meet you and and come say hi come eat <laughs> i will i want to come we'll see your new you. location yeah yeah, yeah. We'd love to see you uh, uh, and meet you. Awesome. 
everyone in the audience, if um, you want to find us, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. You can also listen to this episode or any of the other episodes on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. This is Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs show, and you can find us online. You can Google us. Um, if you like the episodes, you like Noki's episode, give it a like, give it a share. Uh, write a positive comment, but all those things help her episode and her message get out there, especially to other entrepreneurs that need hope and may feel alone right now and need to figure out um, what they want to do or need a spark of an idea. That's why we do these podcasts. That's why the entrepreneurs come on here. They want to share their stories and they want to pay forward for what they've been given. So um, that's exactly how it works. No one pays money to come on. No one's paid to come on. That's not how it is. And the money that comes in, we turn around and we push right back out um, to the uh, marketing for the episodes. So that's why we do it, guys. It's like really to push the message of entrepreneurism. It's to spread freedom and free markets. And it's to tell this story so entrepreneurs around the world know they're not alone. And that there are other people going through the same thing they're going through. It may not look the same exactly but it is the same journey. We all go through it. So, and there's more of us out there than any other group food entrepreneurs that is. Um, so as a political party, if we voted, we would have the majority in the world. Um, we'd be able to pretty much shake countries and mountains for lack of a better term. So either way, I appreciate you coming on here, Noki and sharing your message with everyone. Thank you. And I appreciate everyone for listening. And I love you guys. Um, stay positive And listen, I don't say this enough, but we have to pursue our dreams. It's not an option. Like it's the only way we grow this world. It's the only way the world gets better. And I mean positive dreams. Um, dreams that actually grow the world around us and pollinate the world around us and grow our own lives and our families' lives well beyond we're gone. So removing the selfishness of it, uh, for lack of a better term, it's so important. And our dreams, they do have to be big enough to fit everyone else's in them. That's just the way it is. That's just the life of the entrepreneur. We always have to have big dreams because we got to fit college tuitions in there and family and not only our own families, but every other family that works for us. So great responsibility but i think what you're doing noki is such good balance and you're going to bring such good balance by your energy and your leadership to the people that work with you as well or work for you uh your team members so again thank you very thank you. much thank you. thank you everyone for listening in and we're out